Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns, and enjoy this shit show. Episode of Bread and Circuses podcast. I'm Rooster here with Crow. Oh my, it's <laughs> a pretty good one. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, so Kanye's making the world blow up, huh? Yeah, he's uh, talking about Trump, talking about Jordan Peterson, talking about Thomas Sowell, talking about all kinds of uh, not left wing things. Yeah, he's he's getting kicked off the uh, SJW plantation here. Yeah, he. Um, well, it started off with. He did one tweet of seven words about Candace Owens, and all he said was, I like the way Candace Owens thinks. Mm-hmm. And the world went, Poof. I mean, like they flipped out over it. And it was just all he's doing is saying, hey, I like the way this other person thinks. And, of course, he was, you know, she's she's been what? Yeah, she's, she's a, done the whole red pill thing. She basically like exploded on this on YouTube maybe a year ago. Yeah, with and the, the YouTube series Myth she of the was, Coon. Yeah, <laughs> Myth of the Coon. And she started out as a kind of a left-winger. Um, you know, I don't know if she was a social justice warrior, but she was she was uh, hardcore into the into left indoctrination and she kind of um, started uh, she wanted to build a, a business or a company that was uh, basically all about doxing Bullies, cyber bullies. I think that puts you in the SJW category. Yeah, and uh, so she decided she was going to go full. You know, she got sponsoring for it. She got some. You know, she was getting the ball rolling on it, and she got a call from a couple of prominent um, um, feminists that said, "Hey, you can't do that. You know, that's my thing. That's what I'm doing, basically." <laughs> you know, and uh, she said, "Well, it's important, and it's important." To me. And then she she got all the the left wing SJW tactics worked against her trying to shut her down, trying to keep her from getting her her message out on her platform. And then she kind of slowly, well, not slowly, but pretty quickly realized, holy shit, they're the bad guys. <laughs> so she never went anywhere with that um, um, project. Um, just kind of like went on the wayside. And uh, she, Well, she was pretty far down the road. Yeah. And uh, so she finally just started doing YouTube videos, basically saying, hey, this is, that was my red pill moment. And this is... Uh, this is what I believe, and it was uh, from there on. She, I think, she got kind of like silenced for a while there too, because I, I didn't see or hear anything from her for a while. I don't know if she had to like regroup or something, or like, but she was she was gone for a little bit. Really? Because yeah. I mean, that uh, myth of the coon on there was it's been all over YouTube, and then she was on back, and she was on with Stephen Crowder. Yeah, or- yeah but you, there was a maybe three four months ago there was that the YouTube was cracking down along with uh, all the other social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook. On conservatives, yeah, and they were doing like shadow bans and all that kind of stuff, where you basically think you're getting your message out, but they're throttling it or making it so that you're not getting your message out, and you don't know it until you look into it. And I think that was happening to her and some other people, well, a lot of other people. So she finally kind of figured her way around that. Crow, you're wearing a tinfoil hat. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. YouTube, they don't do that. No, neither does Twitter. Even after admitting it, I don't believe they do it, right? No, yeah. no, even. Uh, um, Adam Baldwin, when he had all but one of his tweets removed, they weren't they weren't shadow banning anyone. Oh, I didn't hear about that. 
You didn't hear that? No. Well, you know, he was he was the one who coined the term Gamergate. Yeah, he was. It's so funny because you don't picture Adam Baldwin as being a guy who's entrenched in video gaming and all that. He's an, he's the actor. He started out. He was in uh, My Bodyguard a long time ago. That he was like his first role. Jane. And now, yeah, he's best <laughs> known for being Jane in Firefly. Um, also, he's on a, 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 a pretty. Newer, a newer show, The Last Ship, or something like well, that. Well, he was on, he was on Chuck before that. Yeah, he's on. He's, he's in he's Independence in Day. So he's a big guy. Yeah, he's. I thought he should have been Jack Reacher instead of Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got to look for it. That's for sure. Yeah, he absolutely does. But no, so he had uh, about a year ago. He had all but one of his tweets removed because hmm. Larry Correa was making a big deal about it. And Adam didn't really think anything about it. I think like a week went by, <clears throat> and he all of a sudden was like, "Well, where are all my tweets go?" It was some innocuous tweet, that, but like his whole thing had been gone. I think it might have been uh, re- – some of it had been reinstated, but he wasn't kicked off Twitter. He wasn't unverified or anything like that. They just – They shadow banned. They shadow banned him. Hmm. But it doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen. So all Kanye did was say, I like the way Candace Owens thinks. And that was enough to drive – like Maxine Waters was telling him to shut up, which is – Irony. And by the way, what the hell are we doing with 84-year-old congressmen? I mean, she's she's stupid. I yeah. mean, just dumb. Well, I, is that, is that uh, what was Trump's nickname for her? Was that low IQ Maxine? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. He's got a nickname for everybody. But she's she was the one who, when uh, Comey said why he was reopening the investigation in Hillary, she was the one who came out after the little convo they had and said, all I can say is that FBI director has no credibility, and she just walked away. Oh, yeah. That's a of course. A week before that, that's he was a hero. Yeah, I mean, she's but she was telling Kanye to shut up, and Kanye was just saying, "Hey, look, you know, I, I, I think you know we're supposed to have diversity of thought here, aren't we?" And the answer to that question is no, you're not. You're supposed to it's supposed to be monolithic. You do and say what they tell you. And I think I think it was him. He might have been – it was either him saying it or he was – I mean, this is the amazing thing. He's tweeting out Thomas Sowell stuff. But I can't remember if he was quoting Thomas Sowell or if he said it. We keep voting for black people and is it getting any better? Yeah. Thomas Sowell is a, a black economist, conservative. Thomas Sowell is black? <laughs> Just got for people who don't know. So uh, he's got some really good books out that – I mean, he used to do articles every week, but his books are good. He's got uh, – um, a book that has just like his little, you know, his best articles kind of just. Oh, he's got tons of those format. books. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah, three or four of them probably, but they're all worth reading because they're they're not. He doesn't speak like an academic. I mean, I mean, he doesn't. He's he not, writes like one. Though. He's his, not. His books are hard. That's true, but the essay books are not hard to read. Yeah, but like his books, like the Wisdom of the Anointed. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a book. No, no, no. The short, the ones that are his short yeah. form, like his articles. Those ones, those are the ones that are because he knows he's 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 reaching you know right, you know an audience that's not academic, and he's writing for that. So that's the stuff you should read if you want to read. His yeah, stuff. he's got something about the it's like intellectuals in society or something like that. It's all of his. It's all of his uh, little. Essays. That, I mean, they're like three-page articles. They're totally worth reading. Yeah. But if you want to find something interesting, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Google Thomas Sowell and then put in the subject minimum wage. You know. Yeah, you'll get you'll get a really good like not long, um, pretty, probably YouTube clips mostly. Yeah, guy makes great him. points. He is great on YouTube because he he speaks better than he writes. Not yeah. that he's a poor writer. He's just very academic. It's right. not it's not interesting. But so Kanye was. Tweeting out some of his stuff, 
and people are just kind of... It's amazing to me how many black people don't know about Thomas Sowell. Yeah, I mean, the guy's, the guy's amazing. But on top of this, like Cardi B, she's a hip-hop artist. I, I know I've heard one of her songs. I couldn't pick her out of a crowd of two. But she said something like, I'm only, I'm, she tweeted, I'm paying 40% in tax. Where's the money go? And now they're telling Uh-oh. her to shut up. Yeah. And Reggie Bush, the former football player, also used to date Kim Kardashian, Kanye's wife. He said, um, it, it was a very respectful tweet. He said, I'm, I'm sorry if this is a dumb question, but does anyone ever audit the IRS? And it's just all of these people who either you assumed were left or kind of position themselves as left who are coming out and saying, I got some questions. And well, if this snowballs, it'd be pretty amazing. It'd you be can't, a- no, you can't say it snowballs. See, that's, you can't say, no, so you can't do that. You're Why? Saying, because it's white? Yes, it's white. You're, uh, you're whitewashing these okay. people. You can't do that. I'm going to be very PC today. Got it. Because I'm trying to keep it even. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. If it if it snowballs, it's uh, well, it's already doing it. Yeah, I, I'm of the opinion, and I always have, I'm I'm not a fan of of rap. I've never have been, um, especially um, all the sampling and all that. People say, oh, you're lyrical geniuses, and it's all just lifting shit from other music from other bands, and uh, and then talking over it. I, I just don't see the. I don't. I just don't see it. It's got a good hook, a good bass. Um, to, to, to shake your booty or to twerk to, but, uh, but, uh, other than that, it's, it just, I, it doesn't float my boat, but as a, it is significant. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I've said before, I don't give two flying fucks what Kanye says or thinks. Um, the Kardashians are fucking worthless. They're, uh, they're, uh, they're bad for society. You know? Well, and, I mean, uh, they're only, they're only famous for being famous. Well, uh, Kim Kardashian became famous for a sec, a leaked sex tape. Yeah, with um, God, what's his name? Can't remember. Yeah, who cares? That's yeah, the exactly. Thing. And uh, so you know, I'm not. I don't. I'm not being hypocritical when I say, look at this. This is significant. What Kanye's doing. It is. I don't. I still think he's a goof. I think he's strange. I don't. I think he's not dumb, but I think he's a bit off his rocker. Always has been. Probably. I think he's an intelligent guy with some anger issues, and I think he's. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not going to say he's a genius. No. I do like some of his music, but um, well, it's, I've always asked if you if you are white and you sing the lyrics to Gold Diggers, it make you racist. Sure, why not? You don't know the song. I but, don't even know it. I, I know it's. An, I know if it comes on, I'd probably be annoyed. Yeah, you you'd be really annoyed. See, I like seventies, eighties, and early nineties rap, but then the, the hip, to the hop to the hippity hop that stuff. Yeah, Sugar Hill Gang. That's good. <laughs> I like that stuff. Run DMC. I loved Run DMC. My Adidas. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. See, yeah. I've heard them. I don't like them. Never did. Well, <laughs> I don't like your twangy country music either. But um, but no, I I think it's interesting that all he's done is said, hey, can we, can we question some of this stuff? And the answer is a resounding no. And it's not like a physically violent thing, but they are, they are cutting the guy from the herd. I mean, there's... There's people doing everything from saying, hey, man, just kind of dial it back a little to people just flat out saying he's nuts. Shut up. Stop talking. Yeah, I just heard and I don't forgive me because I, I'm not on top of uh, the all the people in rap and in, in the industry. But didn't some rap artist or music artist kind of like tweet at Kanye's like, hey, he did the whole um, uh, concern troll thing to him. 
where he's like, you know, you're, you're a genius and this and that. And I think you need to be directing your, 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 um, your thoughts and your, and your words to more important things that help the black community. So basically concern trolling, I'm telling him, Hey, you're a great guy, but don't do this anymore. And I think what I heard is Kanye saw through it and saw exactly what it was concern trolling and said, yeah, I'm not falling for that shit. I don't, it wasn't literally that, but that's kind of the gist of what he said to the guy. It was actually pretty interesting. Well, I don't know if, um, I don't know if what you're talking about is a different thing, but he was on TMZ. I didn't see the video. I just saw that he was on it, but you know, I've occasionally watched that show and one of the, so he shows up at TMZ and they're interviewing him. And one of the guys happens to be a black guy who's on the show a lot says, Hey, you know, it really bothers me about what you said about 400 years of slavery, you know, and he was totally sucking up to him saying, you know, you're a musical genius and people look up to you because of that, but you've attained a level of fame and basically insulation so that you don't have to deal with the day-to-day stuff that we other black people do. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to deny that there's racist people out there, but I'm also, I will, I will vehemently deny that, that race relation or it's tougher to be black now than it was 50 years ago. I mean, I'm not saying that everything's equal and everything's great, but. And there, there are hateful people from every race that hate other races. There's even, there's even racism within the black community based on skin tone. Well, I heard this great one about, uh, you know, when the whole Charleston thing happened and everything, and they said, look, these, People in the KKK are just marching up and down the street. Well, first of all, we don't know for sure that they were in the KKK. Were they? I bet a good percentage of them were. But, you know, 50 years ago, people in the KKK didn't hide themselves, you know? I mean, yeah, they wore the hoods and everything, but, I mean, they were, they would intimidate the hell out of people. And now it's like, you, racists aren't that blatantly racist. And if people say, well, they're still just as racist, they're quiet about it, why are they quiet about it? They're quiet about it because it's it's like smoking. I've seen videos of, uh, what is it, the black identitarians, like the Louis Farrakhan's and their, and their ilk and some of the even more hardcore ones on the street corners um, preaching basically um, black superiority, saying, mm-hmm. you know, the Jews are taking, you know, are, are, are manipulating everybody and the, the whites, uh, you know, are, you know, whatever, um, uh, what were they uh, created by, by the blacks, by the big headed scientists and all that kind of nonsense. But it is specifically, um, they're, they're spouting racial superiority of blacks and they're, they're able to do it without, you know, any kind of uh, pushback other than verbal. I mean, they're not getting their asses kicked. They're not getting thrown in jail. They're out there preaching the word. Yeah, they they used to castrate them in the South for that stuff. Yeah. You can look you can look it up. There's a lot of videos of these guys that are out, basically out in parks, out in street corners, um, basically just talking um, black superiority, like racial superiority. And people are walking by either ignoring them or sometimes they'll engage. But there's no physical confrontation. They're safe. They know they're safe, and that there's no way that could have happened forty years ago, thirty years ago. Yeah, it could. It couldn't have. And people are just doing it now. Yeah. I, I don't get this whole idea about the whole the leftists who now everything's an identity group. They're literally judging people by the color of their skin. Doesn't matter. And this is what happens to Kanye. He's black, so he's supposed to think a certain way. Candace Owens is black. She's supposed to think a certain way. 
you get outside of that box, well, that diamond and silk. Who yeah. Have, and just I, testified in front of Congress. That was, I saw, that was amazing. Was it good? I heard it, they were talking back to the... Uh, yeah, they, they weren't putting up with it. It's funny because a lot of times these people go in and they, they're nervous because it's, you know, it's intimidating. And they kind of like are very, cause they're probably coached before and says, this is a really, this is something you have to be very respectful and you have to use, you know, this kind of, you have to moderate yourself. And I don't think they're, they, they, they were somewhat, but they weren't having it when, when they were getting, when they were getting it, they were giving it back. And I, I kind of liked it. Well, I don't, and I'm sure, look, I'm no attorney, but, uh, I, I play one on TV. Uh, but when it comes to this stuff, I, I don't know how much trouble you can get testifying in front of Congress. So it's not like you're under oath or anything. Well, even if you are, you're not lying. You're just kind of being shitty with people. If you've had enough of it and you say, you know, shut up, that's stupid. Cut it out. Well, you think of Martin Shkreli. Yeah. Did you see, did you see him testify? He's the guy that, uh, he bought a company that produced, um, life safe. Yeah. AIDS AIDS drugs. And then he jacked with the price like 8,000%, whatever. Yeah. Huge huge. percent. And then he was just smug as shit about it. And then he went and testified in front of Congress with this fucking shit eating grin on his face and just, just his body language and the way he spoke and the smirking. It was, it was funny. Did you see what Trey Gowdy did to him? I don't recall. Uh, so he was doing the, you know, I plead the fifth. He's like, uh, under advice of counsel, I don't think I'm going to answer your question. That kind of thing. I mean, he was just, like yeah, I said, he was the being way a, he was doing it. He was, was being a yeah. shit about it. And uh, so every question somebody asked him, that's what he's doing. So they get to Trey Gowdy, who's, I love Trey Gowdy. He goes, uh, he plays up the yokel angle, but he, God, he's smart. And he goes, uh, he says, is it, I'm sorry, uh, is it Screlly or Shrelly? And he goes, it's Screlly. So you can't answer some questions. <laughs> and then he went on to lecture him basically saying, look, you can, you can, you know, on the ground, on the grounds of, you know, not incriminating yourself, you can not answer stuff. He says, but you're not, you're not under investigation here. You're not, you're not being accused of a crime. We're just asking you questions. And he says, well, I'm going to take my attorney's advice, advice and not yours. <laughs> Trey Gowdy basically said, that's fine. I just, thought you might want to know you're getting really bad advice <laughs> well i mean Scurley, ultimately he probably i mean not smart but he he ended up in in jail yeah for what he just he i don't just recall got sentenced, but didn't he? but i mean he probably shouldn't talk <laughs> his, his lawyer's advice was probably right don't talk if you don't have to don't speak but don't incriminate he, yourself i don't think it was anything i'm not sure was, what it was for i thought it was like hiding money or it was kind of what they did to um capone they couldn't get him on what they wanted so they got what tax fraud or something well, I don't think what I don't think Screlly did is illegal. I think it's shitty. But I also heard his explanation of it, which I don't I don't necessarily think is I, I can't regurgitate the whole thing. But basically, he said there's a large percentage of that drug they give away for free, and it's something to do with the stock price, so they can do more R and D and everything. It made some sense, but not enough. It doesn't matter if you're if the way you go about it is just like, hey, fuck you. I mean, sometimes sometimes you want to hear that from people when you're when they're getting attacked and they're in the right, but you got to explain yourself and something like that because you look like an asshole to everybody. Well, you know that's it's funny because they went after him, but they never went after the EpiPen company. You know, the, I yeah. can't remember the name of the company that produces that. They they had them testify and stuff. Do you know the whole history behind that thing? No, no. Okay, so Joe Manchin is a Democrat senator, I think, uh, from West Virginia. 
the company that has the EpiPen is run by his daughter. Okay. So he was the one who sponsored the legislation to say that the EpiPen has to be in every oh boy. like school and all that stuff. So it drove up the demand. Like I can't remember the percentage, but it's like five hundred percent or three hundred percent. It was it like triple or quadruple. Isn't that almost like insider trading? That's something they shouldn't be doing. Well, so then they were digging into it, and that company donated a total of sixty thousand dollars to campaigns for different politicians. Almost half of which six six politicians or five something like this. Forgive me, I don't have it in front of me, but like half of it went to him. It's like blatant. I know it's blatant. Huh. And so they they amped up their production a little bit, but I mean, all of a sudden the demand was huge. Hmm. And so they're saying, well, yeah, but we we give away all of these EpiPens. So, but they still jacked the price and all the other ones. And so it was a lot of the sort of stuff that Screlly was saying. Well, we got it. We got off track here with Screlly, but we we're, <laughs> yeah. were we're with Kanye, right? Oh, testifying before Congress with, with uh, yeah, but it's, okay. but it's just the shitty stuff in. Shitty stuff they do, and people don't dig into it. So, but. all right. Well, yeah, it's it's. I think the the it's important what's happening with Kanye because he is such a kind of right now. Um, he's like the top of the game when it comes to to that cultural the the rap music and black culture. So um, to have him kind of questioning all the the the, the dogma of the left and the and the indoctrination that's pretty pretty significant and you can you can say that i like it i think it's a good thing um and not be hypocrite because you know i think kind like i said I'm, I'm not a fan of his music i'm not a fan of the kardashians i think they're i think net they're what they've done is bad for society but if they can turn it around i mean there's redemption sure why not well it is there are some it is funny to me that people like uh, glenn beck who didn't like kanye and now he's like oh yeah Kanye's pretty cool and uh, so there's there's a lot of that stuff from the right that's disingenuous about glomming onto him, whereas a month ago they didn't care about him. In fact, they talked him down. But Beck did bring up one really good point. He said, don't mess with the guy whose wife, their entire family, makes their living on social media. Yeah, they know what they're doing. If you're going up against somebody in social media, you don't want it to be the Kardashians. You can you can hate them if you like. You can say they're did, trash. Did you, you hear? I, I shouldn't even bring this up because I don't know. But the, I, th I think even Kim's getting in on it a little bit, his wife. She's collaborating with somebody on the right was what I heard. Did you hear anything about this? No. Well, uh, I'll look into it some more. But I just heard it in passing today where they said even, even Kim is kind of showing signs of being on the same page as um, Kanye. So that'd be interesting to see because between the two of them, um, I mean, there could be, un and I've also heard that the um, voting age, um, Gen Z, is that what it is? What's the next? What's after millennials? I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. So, but they're getting to voting age and they're, they're trending more conservative. They're trending away from the Democrats, especially after the whole bullshit with, um, with the DNC and, and Bernie. But that's how it happens, though. Yeah. So I mean, one generation is one, and the other generation after them goes, I can't stand what mom and dad think. So they But it's only going to take a direction. few, like, big big names or big, you know, big presences in social, social media or in pop culture that you know, flip the script. And next thing you know, it's just, I mean, the, the Democrats could be on their heels for a long time. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I say Democrats because it is a lot the Democrat Party that's, 
I mean, the whole reason that the, I mean, 98%, something like 97, 98% of the blacks, black community votes Democrat. Isn't that what it is? I mean, it's, it's crazy. I thought it was like high eighties, but I think it's up in the nineties. I've heard it enough times where I think it's, it's in the high nineties and, uh, and, uh, Democrats love it and they take it for granted and they've taken it for granted for a long time. And well, so I think people are starting, the, the black community is starting to see, Hey, this is not, I mean, all this kind of lip service and these handouts are actually bad for us. Who's the, I think he's a New York times reporter wrote a Jason, somebody can't remember his name, wrote a book, said, please stop helping us. <laughs> I've, I actually heard that yeah. black conservative writer. And, and it was uh, how about, I haven't read the book. I've seen him interviewed many times. And it was about how the welfare system is not helping black families. Thomas Sowell, again, writes a ton about that. I mean, he's 84, 85, grew up in Harlem when Harlem was booming and said, you know, pre-welfare, the employment rate, the intact family rate uh, of black families was well beyond that of whites. And they had had the uh, fastest increasing percentage of... Uh, college educated people. So in, in like two generations, so like end of the civil war to turn of the 19th or the turn of the 20th century, they had this incredibly high percentage of people who went to college. I mean, a lot of them went to, um, you know, Jesuit schools, things like that, because even when it was illegal to educate blacks, the Jesuits were doing it anyway. But he was saying these families were getting out of poverty. They were educating their kids. They were, you know, making life better for them. And then along comes, you know, the whole, I don't want to say civil rights movement, the welfare state yeah. with welfare, Linda B. The, Johnson. The growth of the welfare state, yeah. Did, did anybody, nobody ever talks about uh, what LBJ said when they were passing that law. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. This is, uh, do you know the quote? Because I, I know what you're I – yeah. I don't have it down pat, so I'd like, if you know he it. Said, he, he said something along the lines of – and I, I think the only thing I'm wrong on is the number of years. But he said – I'm paraphrasing, but I'm using the words he used. Um, if we pass this, we'll have the nigger vote for the next hundred years. Yep. I, I mean, he said it right in the quote. And people are like, well, yeah, but he's on our side, so we'll let it go. Yeah. Well, it's the same kind of stuff from, uh, I'm getting off base here, but like Margaret Sanger, who started Planned Parenthood, she's a eugenicist. She she did it basically. Yeah, but see, she's dead now, so it doesn't matter. She did it to control the black population. Wasn't that in one of Kanye's tweets or something? Somebody. I suspect, I mean, probably. Somebody in one of those tweets, and I, I, I don't really follow Twitter, and so I'm just getting this all second and third hand. But there was something in there about, you know, will the Democrats start caring about – and maybe it was something Candace Owens did that Kanye retweeted, but when are they going to stop killing all these black babies? Yeah, Candace Owens is on top of that. Yeah. So she might have been the one you're talking about. So I'm actually going to a uh, 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 lunch speech she's giving on Tuesday. Really? Yeah. Got tickets to it. I'm going to go sit down and, and listen to her uh, speechify. Bring your stick in your helmet. You don't want to get hit with a bike lock. Well, I don't know. I'm half looking forward to it. Not, I'm, I'm looking. I'm wholly looking forward to listening to her and having the dinner. But I'm half looking forward to going in or leaving and seeing a bunch of antifa fags. Are you going to be base stick man too? I hope so. 
Just bring something besides like a – what did he have, like a ruler? I mean that thing broke the first time he hit somebody. Well, and the thing is you you, you basically in a, in a situation like that, you're de-harmed. So you just got to rely on the gun show. <clears throat> Nobody can see this, but I'm flexing. <laughs> I'm here and I can't see it. <laughs> oh, zing. <laughs> bum, bum. So um, did I want to get into uh, this <laughs> this prom dress thing. Oh, yeah. Like, so, again, don't know a ton about this, but what I heard is that this girl in uh, – I can say girl because I think she's 17. She may be 18 in, case she, in which case she's a young woman. Um, she had a prom dress that she picked out. This was in Utah. Yeah, and I think she got it in like a secondhand store or something, and she liked it because it was very pretty. It was a red and black and gold uh Asian themed dress, uh, China, that traditional Chinese, traditional Chinese. But it was something about uh, it, it was some movement in China that signaled equal rights for women or something like that. She said she didn't know about any of that stuff, but she got the dress because it was pretty and it was modest. You know, it yeah covered her up a lot. Well, I mean, they are form fitting, but they're but they're you know from the from the neck down to probably what like right below the knee, I think, is what the. Well, I didn't. I didn't see the picture, but I've heard a couple. Oh, yeah. I've heard a couple I mean, of women. She looked great. She looked great. A couple of women uh, that I heard said she looked great in it. She yeah, they're like they're thing. like they don't have any like opening in the chest, so it's from neck down to like the below the knee fabric, and then the, it's like short sleeves, like it you know it's uh, it stops at like the shoulder, and then uh, probably has a slit on the side. Yeah, but it was, it's 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 conservative, but it is form fitting, so it's a sexy little number. So people are calling it cultural appropriation getting after her and everything and i give her credit man she was fighting back no she said uh, uh she has no regrets and that she would wear it again yeah well then so they had people from china tweeting hey this is awesome yeah she should wear that and i heard uh, a local radio host here saying i guarantee nobody in china is offended and it turns out chinese don't appear to be offended well even before this happened there was a guy a white guy that went over to china or was there for some reason, and he did a video where he had a picture of a, a American girl wearing that dress. And I, I don't know what... <laughs> that would be my phone. Don't, do not have the... Uh, don't have it turned off. Huh. Anywho, so he was going around in China, talking to the Chinese people with... Uh, I don't... He had somebody with him that was Chinese, saying, hey, what do you think of this? And they were like, oh, that's great, basically. And the only thing he said that they they... They think it's great that people are you know, embracing anything that has to do with their culture. The only thing I hate is if 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 it's denigrating, if somebody's denigrating their culture, and that's not. It's 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 celebrating their culture. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, if we want to go down the cultural appropriation road, does anybody really want to do that? Because if you start pulling out the stuff that you know, like white people invented, and of course people will say, well, white's not really a culture. Well, of course it is. You know, but they'll say if you if we're going to do this, if we're going to say, look, Chinese people invented that, so anybody non-Chinese can't use it. Uh, black people invented dreadlocks, which they didn't, but let's just say they did. Um, you can't you can't have dreadlocks unless you're black. Are we going to start getting into stuff like that? We're going to start talking about smallpox vaccines and the internet and uh, you know things like that. Well, the, the, this whole thing blew up when she she I think she tweeted pictures. Of it, and then some asshole, some American Chinese guy, well, half Chinese or whatever, tweeted back that and he said, uh, "My, what is it? What was the tweet? My culture is not your fucking yeah, 
something or other. He was a real fucking asshole. And there was a woman who tweeted to her, too. And oh, said, my culture is not your prom dress. Is yeah. What he said. yeah. There was a woman who tweeted to her, too, and said, you know, I, you look really nice in the dress and all that, but um, really, you, should, you shouldn't be wearing it. It's a traditional dress and, you know, you should... Well, this guy that that uh, that tweeted that he's the first one that got the real big notice that said my culture is not your fucking progress. Um, it, there's a picture of him in his profile, and he's sitting there, and he looks like a Americanized, you know, wearing a t-shirt and kind of skater look, skater boy look. And uh, okay, let's let's dig into what cultural appropriating you're doing. We can't use skateboards. Yeah, and it was uh, invented by white people. And, and then they went back and found out that he's actually pretty racist. Tweeting stuff about black people and because he probably is yeah so he's he's just he's such a, a hypocrite. I mean there there are people actually arguing for segregated dorms at colleges. We want to have a black dorm and a white dorm, and they're not white people. Yeah, really. Well, as long as they call it Jim Crow dorms, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, Jim Crow <laughs> Memorial dorms. It's fucking stupid. Just go ahead and call it what it is. Well, it's like last time we were talking about. You know, why don't we why don't we try this? You know, all these neighborhoods that have a problem with the cops, let's take all the white cops out of their neighborhoods. Let's just do that and see what happens. You know? Oh, I I have an idea of what would happen. Yeah, I have an idea too. It would be peace and harmony and everyone would be fine. Mm-hmm. Because the police cause the problems. Yep. They uh they initiate, they instigate, they elevate the problem. Yeah, it's all do. about it's all about the uh cultural um dominance of uh Authority of the man. Well, because <laughs> when, when all the white cops have their, their briefing in the morning, you mm-hmm. know, they figure out how they're going to go shoot a bunch of black people. Yeah. And then the black cops are like, uh, hell yeah, because they're Uncle Tom's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah. they hate themselves. Yeah, exactly. So. In fact, there's some of them just shoot themselves right on the spot. <laughs> like, like the one cop that was showing off guns to the class. Oh yeah. That's one of the Which best is why we can't have guns videos in schools. ever. Hey, real quick. I don't want to get into this, but. I did see one thing. You see all these memes about, you know, what, like the gun control thing about uh, why didn't, uh, um, why doesn't Australia and China or Japan and all these countries with really low gun crimes, why don't they have a mental health problem? But we have it here. Um, I saw one the other day that said 1974, there was a school shooting in Israel. They decided to arm teachers. And there have been two shootings since then. Since 1974, and both of the shooters were killed by teachers. <laughs> pretty cool. I thought it was interesting. So, so more of this article. Um, it's pretty funny because uh, our article I'm reading right now. It's uh, from let's see who who wrote it. It's from the Independent um, about that girl that wore the dress. And so the girl's you know unapologetic, and she says she'd do it again. She says it had nothing to do with with racism. I'm just celebrating the culture. Um, and she goes, um, let me see here. Uh, also, I guess there was a picture that, uh, oh, you want to see the picture of the dress? I can't, it's a little, but also there's a picture of, of her and, um, all the other girls and guys they were with. Um, and they were doing these poses and the girls were doing these kind of like these prey poses where they had their hands out in front of them and kind of like. Yeah, elbows up and palms together, kind of. You yeah, know? and uh, the another criticism of that was that um, it's a geisha pose or something. Yeah, that hands. It was also found offensive and a stereotype. Um, um, they were wearing dresses and using a stereotype Chinese posture without acknowledging the history behind it. 
And uh, she claims that the pose had nothing to do with being Chinese. It was actually inspired by a popular YouTuber. And I did look this up. H3H3 is what Papa Bless. That's what that was. Really? Yeah. So he's like this. He's a weird guy. And he's huge. And they're, they're um, I don't even know the guy's name, but it's H3H3. This guy and his wife are big YouTubers. And uh, and they do this thing where he goes, Papa Bless, and he does his hands in front of him. And that's what they were doing. They were referencing the YouTuber had nothing to do with Chinese culture. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. My um, my kids are in grade school, and they're starting to get the sort of the in, indoctrination of the offensive stuff. Mm-hmm. And last night, my wife just went off on the kids about, and uh, I mean, I get it. I, uh, I, and look, the only reason I didn't do it is she beat me to the punch. One of them goes, yeah, you can't say that. That's offensive. And <laughs> it was just like, like almost stopped the car and look, <laughs> said, listen, offensive is a word we're not going to use in our house because if something bugs you, fucking get over yeah, it. Yeah, just call it toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, all these buzzwords that they'll they'll go from one to the next to the next. All these buzzwords from the uh, indoctrination. It was that Jordan Peterson thing with uh, Katie Newman when she said, "You know, why should you be allowed to say offensive stuff?" And he says, "Well, why should you be allowed to offend me? I mean, you're getting after me here pretty good, and and uh, it's been uncomfortable. Yeah. But more power to you if you're gonna think you if just by having an opinion, you will offend some people, right? So if you're offended." Get the fuck over it, you know? Yep. If somebody says something that bothers you, and I wanted to get in this uh, um, Michelle Wolf White House correspondence thing where she gave a speech, I I honestly tell people the last time I was offended was like 1998. She actually offended me. Her abortion joke was over the top, the knock that baby out of there thing. Yeah, don't knock that, until you try it and then knock yeah. the baby out of there. Am I going to go around saying... She should lose her job, you know? Yeah, we're going to form a, um, a a hate mob that's going to get her fired or get her deplatformed or get her... No, we're going to say she's a piece of crap and we don't, we're not going to pay attention to her. And that's the end of that with us. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to say I thought her joke was bad. Yeah. It, it bothered me. I don't I don't but like the idea that she's it. spouting that shit in, in, in a situation like that. There, it's But it looks bad for them, the correspondence dinner and whoever put that in. It looks bad for them to put her there, too. I mean, it's... Well, I heard... Um, Katie Pavlich say uh, on the radio the other day that um, 93% of the White House Correspondents Corps is uh, is liberal. Yeah. No which surprise. Is not really surprising. I would have, if I had to guess, I would have guessed 85. But she said only 7% will either admit it. She says the number might be higher, but someone might not admit it. And she said if, if that was any other group... People would look at those numbers and say, we need more diversity in it. But I think it's stupid that it's so slanted like that, and they just keep throwing this stuff out there that a lot of times just isn't true. I watched Morning Joe the other day, and they're just apoplectic about the fact that Trump's president. They're not really talking about anything other than they don't like the guy. Look, I don't really like the guy either, but I'm not going to spend an hour and a half of a morning show bemoaning the state of the country you know, when black unemployment and Hispanic unemployment are up for the highest levels they've been, who cares what Trump's approval rating is? If everybody hates him and the economy and, is And who and cares who he slept up. with before he was president if, if, he's, if he uh, um, cheated on his wife before the presidency? 
We didn't hire him because we thought he was a upstanding moral paragon. Do you remember Gary Hart, who uh, was running for yeah. way back, and he got busted for having a mistress and everything? Right. Whoever the president of France was at the time said, "I don't understand Americans and why." If you'd have found out the guy had a mistress, you'd have just gone, "Yeah, figures." I mean, one of the I think it might have even been that guy when he died at his funeral. I don't know if it was him, but it was a French leader who died at his funeral, his wife and his acknowledged mistress sat next to each other. Right. You know, I mean, we just, we get, and they so, don't think that that affects his ability to run the country because that's not neither here nor there when it comes to that. Well, I mean, character does matter. The, I, yeah, it does. But the irony to me is that I would think not sleeping with someone other than your wife would be very, it would be a very, um, uh, conservative sort of view to have that liberals would tend to be like, look, yeah. people sleep around. Well, they, f- they forgave, they forgave JFK for it. They forgave MLK for it. Um, and Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, all these well-known. They said, so what? Yeah. Big but deal. They, they love to rail on the right about their, you know, clinging to their Bibles and everything. But the guy that they want to go after, it's not okay when he does it. And they can say, Oh, he's a hypocrite. Cause he's a conservative. I don't think the guy ever once has espoused conservative beliefs when it comes to like being traditional and not sleeping. I mean, he cheated on his first wife with his second wife, cheated on his second wife with his third wife. Wow, he cheated on his third wife. What are the chances? Yeah. I mean, if he was a Democrat, people would be going, well, when just it was, get over when it. When it was Hillary running and they were talking about Bill, they are like, well, that's private matter. That's something that she has to deal with. That's nothing we should be talking about. Yeah, All right? Then exactly. shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't care. But. Well. My thing about the White House correspondence thing is I watched all 20 minutes of... Oh, I couldn't. I cringed so hard I had to stop watching it. No, I watched it because oh, it was God, it was fairly harmless. Oh, her? But it was... Well, her voice is great. Yeah, I suppose that was it, too. You know, I saw a comedy special of hers on HBO, and I admit she had some funny stuff uh, in there. What's her name? Michelle Wolf. Okay. She had some funny stuff in there. It was our, And I think she plays up the grating voice thing. Oh, yeah. It's an affectation for yeah. sure. But... And at the correspondence dinner, she did go after... She went after herself a little bit. She went after the left. But mostly it was she's going after the right. My beef with it was if you're going to get up there for 20 minutes and you're supposed to be funny, tell one good joke. Yeah, be funny. There was nothing in that that made me laugh. None of it. It just wasn't It wasn't good. Yeah. You know? I mean, she's she well, even, wasn't even she, funny. Even the, some of the jokes she did against the left were, and I can't, they were so bad. I mean, they're so boring. I don't remember, remember them. They weren't funny. They weren't anything like to go, ooh, that was a good one. Or I just. Well, the the CNN breaking news was clever when she said, hey, congratulations. Yep, you broke it. Yeah. Um, so so that elicited a, a chuckle. It's probably just like a little little upturn of the lip. Like yeah. a little, oh, little smirk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. And she made, a, she made a joke about Mike Pence that was. About Anderson Cooper. Yeah. yeah That's what I happens to Anderson I'd... Cooper when he's not gay. Yeah. And they were kind of, there were some people who were just like, they showed the crowd and they were like, oh my God. I mean, that's basically just based on the fact that they both have white hair. Yeah. I mean, great. Yeah. She just, I mean, she wasn't funny. Look, if I go to an hour long comedy show and I pay to see funny, I want to hear some funny. And yeah, I didn't pay, but I'm not, oh, here we go. Crow's getting out the creative swearing book. Well, I think I would just call her a dildo tickler. Well, uh, I think I would call her in all 
Oh. All of her fans, scum donkeys. <laughs> I I wasn't even going to do the first time I pulled up. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Gina chompers. <laughs> All right, um, we got to explain what we're doing. But here. I've always thought you were a rectum jockey. <laughs> Proud of it. Yeah, it's a book on creative swearing that uh, yeah. Crow found. It's uh, it's been an endless source of amusement for us. All right. We won't, we won't overdo it, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, um, get anything else? We're bumping up on time here. No, so. I think uh, that covers it. Okay. Well, as usual, I'm Rooster. This is Crow. And where can they get a hold of us? Uh, Rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or Crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. Hate mail to Rooster. Love mail to Crow. And if you have any suggestions or any comments on the show, um We'll uh, take it into account and then discard it. Yeah. Send all the hate mail you want because <laughs> I don't care. All right. I will take all the admiration, though. I'm, I'm vain that way. Okay. See you. Bye. See ya. 